Hello. I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee and in the process engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement. Welcome to another episode of Nerd Herder. You can't uh, say funny stuff right where before we go. <laughs> Boop hates Coldplay, apparently. <laughs> I hate Coldplay. Listen, okay, I. It's not that I hate Coldplay. I was just never actively listened to Coldplay, personally. So and it's not like a U two situation where. No, U two no, sucks. Garbage. I hate U two. <laughs> but like, yeah, I just every time I've listened to Coldplay, I've been subjected to Coldplay. Mm. And I've just never enjoyed it. Cold play without consent is not great. Uh, mutual well, consent. <laughs> mu- cold mutual play. cold play. <laughs> I'm into it. Uh, well, as, as has been mentioned, uh, this is the boop that hates cold play. I'm J Dub, and uh, hello. Welcome to another episode of Nerd Herder, where we talk about things we like, uh, mostly Star Wars and all kinds of other things. I realize I don't like intro intro. That's fine. <laughs> Half the time. Uh, so if you're ever just starting in, God bless you. I don't know that we have a good point to start in. No, uh, but not at this point. You know what? I think it's just like the the deep end where you learn to swim. You just go for it, um, and, and hopefully stay in for the ride. We we have a good time uh, week after week, uh, and that's because we just get to talk with our friends uh, and get encouraged to do so. I know. Um, and I do apologize to the tens of people listening that uh, were disappointed that we didn't uh, premiere at our usual time. It is Saturday, my dudes, uh, when we are live with this. Normally, you can join us live on Fridays over on the YouTubes. Uh, but yesterday was a day uh, in a long series of days that have been my life. <laughs> Ooh, has it been a day? Um, I don't know if anybody else out there can relate, but it's it's been... Uh, one of those days for a while now. Yes. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, we persevered, survived, and rescheduled. And now we're here. Here to have fun. Okay. And for an episode, uh, I'm surprised, honestly, Boop, you're not like off the hinges for. I am off hinge internally. <laughs> I just can't see it. Permanently. Yes. I was going to say, because, uh, yeah. I'm not sure I have hinges. This is like days. your episode. I'm surprised it took us 117 episodes. Technically, this is episode 283 in total. Good God. Um, but uh, yeah. Thank you for lowering your standards. It took us so long <laughs> to get to this point, but we're finally here. Uh, and, and with not a, a petition at all from you. I, I Listen, it's not that I haven't asked about this. It's that I don't know if I can properly convey my feelings about Darth Maul other than just. You said the thing. Eh. Eh. <laughs> well, I'll give you exactly uh, one minute and 32 seconds to think about it while I remind oh, no. our, our dear listeners what we're talking about tonight. This is my apprentice. God. At last we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last we will have revenge. Ahsoka, I brought help. Ma, the shadow. Ma, 
Always remember I am a hunter. It has been so long and my path has been so dark. Darker than I ever dreamed it could be. And yet you survived. My young apprentice. They will be no match for you. What fun! <laughs> what fun! Darth Maul! Yes. And a, and a wild Brad has appeared. Surprise. <laughs> he came in through the tall grass. Yes. I was about to say, is that more... I don't know. If, if, uh, yeah. I don't know if I'd be tall grass or like the Snorlax just kind of sleeping in, in the way of everything. I, you gotta I would, wake, find a way to wake me. I would absolutely a be a Snorlax. Yeah. Uh, yeah, buddy. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Uh, glad to have you back. Always. Uh, and uh, yeah, so uh, if... Uh, you checked out our promo, then you would know also that uh, Kev, the other half, Oof. the lovely half of uh, uh, Force Losers podcast, was he to join us. Uh, but uh, no, you know, he he hissed at me, and oh. uh, I just I had to put him back in the back. Um, That's true. You know, I, I know it's because we keep him in the back of the podcast room so much, but he's gone feral. Honestly, yeah, I, I just think it's gone to his head. So. If you um, like, like roll a dumbbell in front of him, that usually wakes him up. <laughs> right, just a little. Yeah. Did you yeah. give him his heart guard? Uh, I did not. Dang it. You, you know what? Give him that, probably give him got that, the worms. Belt, that belt of his for his sternum. <laughs> uh, so, but it's okay, uh, because nevertheless, we persevere uh, with the other half, uh, the amazing Bradley. Uh, we blew our budget on on getting you in here. Uh, so thank you for joining yeah. us yet again. Of course. Um, Always a this, pleasure. Yeah. Well, for sure. When this was another one you were eager, uh, an eager beaver for. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Like confession, like last month, the 19th rolled around and I was like, all right, I'm so ready for this. And then like, I waited, I was like, never heard from anyone. I was like, what happened? <laughs> and then I looked, and then I really looked at the schedule and I was like, God, oh, no. next month, next month. <laughs> that's right. adorable not to say that we haven't done that I, I, was, I was excited for sure <laughs> yeah. well the heart i i've found that it, the difficult thing for me and because uh we have episodes uh fairly hard and fast nailed down through december uh yeah. and we have uh guests either confirmed or in the process for all of those <laughs> And so that's great for my planning side, but for my promoting side, when, when it comes to talking about it, it's oh, like, yeah. wait, what are we, what are we doing? Cause I was just thinking about the Ewoks we're talking about in two months. I like, don't even know what we're talking yeah. about next week. Man. It, it all lives in here and it all wants to come out at the same time. So yeah. oh, I do know what we're talking about next week. Never mind. Yes. <laughs> You'll have to wait till the end of the month for that Yes. One. Go ahead and temper your expectations. Uh, again, I remind you, it's been a week, so there's not a, a, a nearly as good promo as there was for mall no. but here's the thing if you know us you know we love mall and so he was never going to get anything less than the best no. uh, oh yeah never. So. he is the most complex character and and again if if anybody's wondering why the promos that's exactly why is it like i, I i'm trying to prepare them ahead of time so that each week gets a, a good promo so my gobbledygook mm -hmm. brain doesn't 
have to be depended on too much. <laughs> was that technically an AMV? Uh, I, I think so, because Clone Wars and Rebels were both in it, which is animated. Um, and also, while I'm at it, shout out to Samuel Kim, uh, who produces yes. fan-made uh, Star Wars music. Uh, that's his music. Uh, his epic edition of Duel of Fates. And so you can find him on YouTube, uh, Spotify. Um, it, it's one of those things where it's like, it doesn't replace uh, the original and it doesn't intend to. It's just another version of it. And it's great. There's also a really, really awesome uh, Mandalorian uh, crossover with Rocky. Uh, that's really good. Excuse me? That. Yeah. Carol of the Bells meets Empire, uh, the Imperial March. He's got it. So go check out Samuel Kim because uh, I, I used their music for, for a quick AMV. Is, um, is Rocky an earthling Mandalorian? Ro mm? I could see that. Cool. I, wouldn't mind a, I wouldn't mind a sliced alone in a Star Wars. I wouldn't mind at yeah. all. Uh, maybe he is the live action Savage Opress. No. Brother of Darth Maul. No, I don't think so. No, but it's a segue. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, like I said, we're we are big fans here at Nerd Herder uh, over Mall, uh, and again, I'm surprised it took us so long to get here. But Me too, uh, this is a new series we've started uh, last month with uh, Kenobi. Uh, I'm you sorry, know. you didn't say it right. <laughs> Kenobi. <laughs> there you um, go. That's better. You know, we were looking at creative ways to talk about uh, the new additions of the character's story, uh, other than just another. Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, show review and uh, that birthed this kind of series of a kind of character study uh, where we just sit down and really talk about some of our favorite characters. Uh, that said, anybody listening, uh, you can find us on social media and check, uh, check out uh, Twitter and Instagram and let us know who would you want uh, to get a next character spotlight. You can go on our Twitter and see where I forgot which account that I was. <laughs> yes, what exactly? <laughs> what, what just for for clarity? What are we talking about tonight, Boop? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about middies. Middies, mall titties. Exactly. Um... That man. <laughs> God didn't need to give him so much tit, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. I just love the fact that, and I I do believe. Uh, shirtless Maul came first, but I, I do yes. appreciate that we, you know, have Darth Maul and Darth Talon getting the equal amount of shown <laughs> Here's the thing, okay. <laughs> Technically, we can thank Pre Vizsla for his slut era if we want to <laughs> really get into it because he gave him the open shirt. Well, uh, Star Wars Infinities, uh, the comic series that first resurrected Maul in a, in a what if here. Can I just say to everybody that's clamoring and, and it comes out every like six weeks, like they should do a Star Wars. What if? Shut up. They did it. They did it. it. It's a I was about to say. Like, like you, if you can't read, I'm sorry. But if you can go check out Star Wars Infinities. Ableist. Um, I, I Trust me. I wish they revisit and do more of that series. But if you want to know some wacky, crazy, off the wall, what if stories centered around the original trilogy, Star Wars Infinities is there for you. Um, and so, yeah, 2002, we got Shirtless Maul. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that Didn't led like... to Darth Talon uh, or what. <laughs> well, because, um, well, I know like um, Maul, Maul coming back with Darth Talon was part of George Lucas's original plan for the sequels. Yes. Um, 
uh, coming back as the godfather of crime in his own words. Mm. Um, so it's interesting Good how parts of George's ideas have seeded what we get because I, I do think as we'll talk through the journey of the character, we there's a lot of points where there's undue fan criticism because Maul wouldn't do that, quote unquote. Um, mm. When, you know, you've got George over here, uh, you know, just like, yeah, he I, I think I think he would make a good godfather. <laughs> I, th I think, you know, uh, he would just run a great underworld. And, uh, you know, and he did. And, and he did. Twice. Uh, but yeah, and, and it's interesting, too, because that's another instance of George Lucas uh, looking at a Twilight character in the comics and being like i want to put her in a movie because <laughs> that's how ayla sakura came about um that's a comic book character that he saw on the cover of a comic and was like i'm gonna put that in a movie uh and so he's got a thing for Leku, man who doesn't uh Leku and so awesome for uh <laughs> yeah for everyone it, whatever you're into you've got maul talon savage it, it, whatever you want Here's the uh, thing. Savage has the voice of Clancy Brown. That he does. Uh, which I think was fantastic casting when you're yes. looking at... Because I think that's what... If you heard the name Maul, Savage is closer to what most people might fan draw or, or fan cast uh, as a character. You know, ferocious, unstoppable, angry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so... But we get this tight, small little package of a man... Uh, with uh, severe anger issues and an obsession with a uh, uh, blue-eyed Scotsman. Um, and, and you know what? I love him for it. I love him for it. So uh, that said, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, and if you can, uh, rewind with me back to uh, 1999 when uh, The Phantom Menace hits theaters. And oh God, that is when it hits Technically, theaters. you mm -hmm. could go back to 1998 yeah. when the first trailer dropped because... It was not a surprise that we were getting a new quote unquote Sith, uh, and it was definitely not a surprise that he would have two lightsabers. Mm. Um, uh, so thanks trailers for spoiling that. But nonetheless, you, you're you're there consuming it in the theater. Darth Maul shows up. I what wasn't. were your feelings, Boop? I wasn't invited. I didn't go to the theater. Um, my dad took my brothers. That, but what, I wasn't invited. Which one was the one? It was Revenge of the Sith. Was, was the first you the saw? Sith. My dad wow. took us out of the, out of school to go see Revenge of the Sith. And that you, was my first Star Wars. Do you Wars remember how theaters. you first watched Episode One? VHS baby. Okay, I was. I mean, I just I wasn't sure if it was later down the road yeah. or, or what. So yeah, it was. It was definitely a few years later. Obviously, mm. um, I I remember watching it before watching Revenge of the Sith because I needed context. But yeah, uh, I. Listen, I was not a Star Wars fan for a very long time, but the one thing that did stick with me for that entire childhood, um, let's see, I'd say maybe I was like 12. No, not even. I was like eight up into how old was I in 2015? Seven, eight, uh, 20. Yeah, I was 20. Thank you. Um, yeah, the one thing that stuck with me was Darth Maul. Mm. It, there is something so powerful about that introduction of just a man from the shadows who looks like Satan. Mm. Love that for him. It's just, it's a great look. It, it, it still impresses me what they were able to, like, that they got that across. Just, just 
for the time period. Like by the time of the Clone Wars and the resurrection of him, and even in the comics, yeah, you get away with that. But I mean, there was such a time I would never have thought like, no, we're not going to get Darth Talon in uh, film. They wouldn't really go for that some something that scandalous or whatnot. But yeah, uh, yeah we basically had the devil fighting Jesus awesome. uh, in so episode cool. one. And like, I I didn't care. When I first watched it, I was like, this is movie. Yes, I watch movie. You know, eight years old. I did not have a concept of film. I still don't technically if we want to get into it. <laughs> I hate film. Um, but yes, that was what stuck out to me at first. And then you get to Duel of Fates. Mm-hmm. And you get the sexiest lightsaber reveal of all time. Mm. It is so cool. That just the turning over and the... The double blade. Oh my gosh, that is so neat. Mm. And that is, I think, one of the only words you can use to describe it. Oh, yeah. Neat. That is <laughs> yeah, so neat. small. What's so neat? Mm. And then you get the best lightsaber fight of all time. Mm. I'm going to, you can stamp that. that boop boop stamped. Boop stamped. Best lightsaber <laughs> fight of all time has yet to be topped in my mind. I'll, I'll get it. I, I'll get into that. But uh, I don't disagree. Wow, Brad, what about you? Uh, taking it back. Um, I mean, because I never, I didn't watch the trailers. I didn't watch it in theaters either. Um, I ended up watching it when my parents brought the VHS home one day. It was my dad. My my mom was never like a big Star Wars fan, but my dad, mm-hmm. who's only twenty years older than me, he was. Um, so like watching that part, I I lost my mind about the tool, the two lightsabers. Because that was never shown to me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait, you can wield two? (laughs) Right. It's just like, holy of of course you could. But like none of us ever thought of that. Um, But, you know, like I want to say that like watching the original trilogy, you only ever get two Sith. And it's, you know, the big guy dressed up in black armor versus this old man who's like half decrepit wearing a cloak. And, you know, it's uh, it was a big like the, the how much effort that was put into the reveal of Maul because he's teased the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you get the one fight on Tatooine that's interrupted. And now you get and it was a one V one. And now you're getting a one V two. And, you know, his answer is more lightsaber. Yes. Which is right. oh, it's like, oh, again, I'm ready. Oh, yeah. And. You know, and you you integrate it to like, you know, basically looking like the devil and everything. And honestly, I feel like I remember I heard I heard somewhere that when on like when they were filming the original trilogy, I believe it was a new hope. You know, when they're talking like someone was talking to George Lucas about, oh, well, I mean, what are you going to do to really like show that Darth Vader is this big bad guy? And, you know, like Lucas's response was, well, he's going to be wearing all black armor. Everything around him is going to be white and we're going to have scary movie pl- music playing while he when he walks in. Mm. And he's like, that's good enough. <laughs> so I feel right. like, you know, he had so much build up for Maul ever like everyone else was just kind of, hey, this is a character. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they there was no build up. I think even with the emperor, he was just like talked just about up and then day. he just showed up mm-hmm. so i mean the fact that you got like throughout the movie you got the conversations between the emperor and maul this apprentice before vader and then suddenly you know 
again, just Duel of Fates drops. The door opens slowly. Mm. It's like the entrance that every person ever wants when they <laughs> want to make an epic entrance. Yeah, exactly. Like oh, if I op- if I open a door and just somewhere randomly Duel of Fate starts playing, I'm going to take the stance. <laughs> oh, oh, right, absolutely. It, well, a double bladed lightsaber will like vaporize into your hand. Yes, I just I I love the thought of Maul waiting too patiently behind the door of just like what if they pick another door or something? You know, it's like <laughs> what if they pick the long one? The drama queen <laughs> that he is, um, of and. But no, so yeah, I agree with you in that I I like that they took the route of uh, really making you wonder uh, how he's going to stack up. Like mm-hmm. whether that was on the forefront or the back of your mind, the, yeah. like how he how's he going to compare? What what can this new guy do? Exactly. exactly. It's like it's like the it's like a new kid on in the playground. You're like, what's this guy going to do? Yep. He's going to beat up the biggest kid in the playground. Yeah. And they kill your dad. He, he's going to do a total power move. He's going to pick the biggest kid. He's going to beat the hell out of him. <laughs> and then he's going to eventually lose. <laughs> right. Yeah. And get cut in half. Um, but yeah, like they, they add a little bit each time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's almost 20, 24 minutes in uh, when it's finally, all right, here's Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's the first really big thing because like Sidious shows up we can like we assume and can know who that is just from you know no introduction but he's not yeah. really introduced Darth Maul gets introduced mm-hmm. um and then yeah like they i guess they tried to hide the fact that he had a double bladed lightsaber by having him use half of it <laughs> but no it's a really long lightsaber i, was, I mean so. yeah i'm about to say but his hilt is still like he still wields it with two hands mm-hmm. right well and that's the thing is like it, it could almost pass in the sense because there are um not not javelins but there is it, there is a japanese weapon that's yeah. just a uh, like a, a katana length blade at on the end of a much longer handle it is a two-handed sword i want to say um, Jato for some reason it, it it, I think Jay. I, I, Jay is sticking in my brain, but um, it it does have vibes of that. Um, so you know, maybe they were. I don't know, but nonetheless, even knowing what was coming, because I was excited. I was already into Star Wars. Uh, every time the the trailer came on, it was a stop everything because it's only on when it's on. I can't look mm-hmm. this up on the internet. Uh, there's no recording. Well, there is, but obviously you're not going to get it in time. No. Uh, and so everything stopped whenever the trailer came up, and I was excited all the way up. And even still, uh, uh, that moment uh, hit so mm-hmm. hard. Um, like you, you've seen me come from other places in the house <laughs> when I know that the first notes of Duel of Fate is yeah. about to hit, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'll just stand behind you and watch the entire. Well, and in in addition to our favorites. Star Wars film it's it's also a big comfort film too mm-hmm. and so um, but no matter what varying degree of attention uh, the rest of the film gets uh, Duel of Fates from the moment that uh, they walk up as mm-hmm. soon as he tells Annie stay in that cockpit at that point mm-hmm. I'm in uh, and there's no looking back because uh, it is the most gripping uh, lightsaber battle and so I like you can judge a lightsaber battle, I think, on many, many things. But I, I think with this one, because, and I know retroactively, um, Dave Filoni and other commentators have put a lot of emphasis on this battle emotionally. It is for the fate of Anakin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I don't step on that. But by and large, it is uh, the most dissociated lightsaber battle, I think, of most Star Wars. Mm -hmm. uh, what I mean by that is the, the implications of this lightsaber battle aren't uh, only and exclusively in the lightsaber battle. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. Luke losing to his father on Bespin, the, 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 L, the L is felt there. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, if Luke fails to save his father, he and possibly his father also are going to die on the Death Star too. You know, like there's mortal danger in most of them. And in episode one, there is mortal danger to, well, only to Qui-Gon because we know what happens to Obi-Wan. Uh, but even still, the effects of that battle weren't felt until many, many years later. And so yeah. um, I think the, the emphasis, like people talk about the, the flash and the awe of um, the Battle of the Heroes in episode three. Mm -hmm. This one, I think, came out all gears turning for like, this has to be spectacular. This has to be intense. Yeah. Like this has yeah. to be something new and special and, and it has to grip people instantly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's kind of what I was going to say is that it, it does, it has to be gripping because you're taking a franchise that, you know, they came out the original trilogy and then it was what, how many years later before they came out with Phantom? Uh, Menace? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're what you have people who've either a waited 22 years to see more or B thought that it was done and over mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. So you, you have to be gripping, you have to be compelling. And yeah. something that I've always thought of is there are three people fighting for the fate of Anakin, each one with their own, you know, conclusion to his fate. Mm -hmm. You have Maul, who's either, I mean, he'll probably either kill Anakin or bring, bring him to Sidious, depending on what he's been told. You have Qui-Gon, who wants to train him to be a Jedi, which a lot of people think ultimately would have kept Anakin from falling to the dark side. Mm -hmm. And then you have Kenobi, who was ultimately the one who came out victorious in that. And, you know, he was made a Jedi, but he eventually fell. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing, like duel of the fate. It is, it is, uh, it has implications. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's, I think it's definitely a, a perspective to have. Um, but. Like I said, I think that because it's much more like for me, when you know, as soon as Qui Gon's like, "We'll handle this," like this was the, their goal, him and Obi Wan. Like mm -hmm. we're going to find the Sith and face the Sith. This is a Jedi yeah. versus Sith business kind of thing. Yeah. And and second to that, I think is the the personal uh, implications. Um, and, but I mean it. Either way, it doesn't take away because, I mean, you instantly have that music kick in, mm -hmm. which I don't think we've ever... It set a precedent because now we have, like, battle theme music in Star Wars. Yeah. I don't really think that was too much of a thing. There was the, like, really emotional moment when Luke lashes out at Vader in Episode Six, but And, and there's the Force theme at the tail end of Vader versus Obi-Wan, if you can call it a fight. Um, in a new hope i call it a distraction personally <laughs> right yeah well it, so there's the music comes in at the key emotional moments but this is the first time instantly i like yeah. like yeah. somebody hit the tape deck because it's going down oh yeah, yeah. um and and i think it's better for it because like all of that couples together for that that 
moment. It's, um, so good. There are very <laughs> few songs that have that kind of power over a mood. Well, yeah. And, uh, oh my god. In film and TV, you know, it's either Bohemian Rhapsody or <laughs> Duel of Fates. Those are two songs that you can play that will make me instantly pumped for anything you have going on. And they oddly sound very similar when sung. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, and I'll, I'll say, like, I, I think about it every time I watch it. And it's, that's often. And like I said, it gets my full attention. Yeah. Um, but I think that about... That scene in Wayne's World is spectacular. Oh, you mean... <laughs> Yeah, Star Wars. Um, yeah. Like the perfect combo for a duel, man, is red, green, blue. Like mm -hmm. it look like there's something so nice about the aesthetic of all of those colors uh, clashing at once. Like, like I don't know what it is about seeing uh, Maul take on two Jedi at once. Like yeah. the dance that it is is just so mesmerizing. And the mm -hmm. fact that he took on two Jedi at once, both a, a master and an apprentice. Mm -hmm. Pretty handily, too. Yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. Well, and Clone Wars later shows, like, the reason he was able to do it is he, he was very well trained. Like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Palpatine is a master swordsman. Uh, he just doesn't, it's not his tool. It's of not his choice. preferred. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and he directly trained Maul uh, from a very young age to be able to do that. And, and that's yeah. the thing. You see he's formed as the weapon because uh, he's going out and doing his master's bidding. His master doesn't do the fighting, mm -hmm. so he has to be able to handle uh, Anything. two Jedi. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, you, you have to be ready to face master and apprentice. The odds of you finding just one are slim, so mm -hmm. you need to yeah. take on both. Because uh, this was also when the Jedi were probably at their most numerous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, for and, sure. And I mean, um, I remember we do know that... Uh, you know, Sidious has uh, said that he was trained in forms of combat for both the light and the dark side. Mm -hmm. So he knows light side saber combat. Mm -hmm. And I believe like they I remember I forget where it was, but I think I heard the detail somewhere like that. Maul is trained at least proficiently in every form so he can combat every form. I, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he. Like you have to imagine to be an apprentice that Sidious let actually like grieved losing. Mm -hmm. um, like you, you had some great value. You had some great promise. Mm -hmm. There's, uh, there's very few beings that have fought to kill Sidious that Sidious has stopped and said, I have further uses for you. <laughs> right, yes, right. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, just to be like, even, even though he tried to kill you at one point, you're just like, I can keep you around. <laughs> Right. I have use for you. Hey, he was a man of contingency. If Anakin failed, yeah. Darth Maul would like Darth Maul to... would come back. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. If I was Sidious, I would be. I would be initially very pumped, and then secondly, very worried to hear that my apprentice had survived. Um, well, I think you. I think they included that in the Clone Wars when mm -hmm. Maul first came back and sent that message to the Jedi. I think there's a scene where you, where uh, he sees it mm -hmm. and he, like when he first hears, Oh, Maul has returned and he's looking, he's trying to find Kenobi. Mm -hmm. I think you see, like, I think they do like a whole moment where you see the look on Sidious's face. Yeah. So, um, in initially there is that it like cuts away, uh, to just him and pans back. And mm -hmm. as he as he moves away from the camera, the camera moves from him. He smiles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, I, I think early on there is that because 
initially he kind of just lets him go. He even tells the other Jedi, like, eh, don't worry about him. Let him have the riffraff. You know, we've got mm-hmm. wars to fight. Yeah. Um, it's not until he takes over Mandalore uh, where Palpatine's like, all right. All right. Let's go get the kids. Like, Field trip. My, making me get my slippers on and everything. You exactly. little. Exactly. Oh, head <laughs> can't. He, he absolutely yeah. wore slippers in that fight. It's the, <laughs> it's the equivalent to, like, you're, you're calling the dog in. And yeah. they're not coming in at first. And then all of a sudden you're just like. It's like you're making me go right. out. Yeah. Right. And the so, fact that we see Sidious wielding two lightsabers in yeah. that instance. Oh. Mm-hmm. Which that. Spectacular. Having them as a pair, Sidious and Maul, that makes mm-hmm. more sense. Like yeah. the reason you could say they did that, which is what Pablo has said, mm-hmm. is because he had a lightsaber and lost it in episode three and then had another one. Yeah. Um. So. But then when you think about it in lore context, oh, well, you know, how can one man train him to fight, you know, against multiple adversaries? Oh, well, there you go. I guess, you know, he played both adversaries. Because clearly uh, that was enough to, to almost, yeah. uh, like, M- M- Maul, if, if, if Savage had actually been a better fighter, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and he admits himself, uh, you know, he was never cut out for that. But, like, if if... Savage had been on Maul's level. Yeah, uh, dead yeah. man. Dead, we we might have actually ground. ended the war early. Yeah. Like, can you imagine Which, just like them coming in in the morning and being like, <laughs> the Chancellor's dead. For yeah. some reason, no, the war stopped. No, like I, yeah. I imagine more so it's just like the Separatists keep calling because now they're losing and it's Daddy? just like, um, um, what do we do now? <laughs> Oh. Even the tactical droids are just on standby waiting for orders. Right. And all the B1s are just, what are we doing? Right. Like, oh, yeah, all the we'll B2s in line are for unemployment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, speaking of, of the buildup, uh, um, uh, very, era. very few scenes. Uh, in fact, like 80% of his runtime is the duel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And As then. It should be. Uh, prior to that, only three lines in um, in the first film. What are they? Uh, oh gosh! Uh, Soon we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. That's the first one. Yes. Uh, the first one. So he comes in. Tatooine is vastly populated. If the readings are correct, oh. it should be easy to find. Move against the Jedi first. You'll then have no trouble oh, yeah. taking the Queen. Uh, and then yes. Um, and then his last one. Unless we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At, I guess they're counting that as a pause. At last we will have revenge, I guess? I guess so. No. Oh, it's later. It's like, uh, Darth Ball, be mindful. Uh, let them make the first oh, move. Yes, yes my, my master. master. It's, yeah. it's not any better. It's just, it's so yeah. minimal. But um, he's, I, he's a very stoic character. He, mean, until the, he doesn't get talkative until he goes insane. Exactly, pretty Don't much. Um, yeah. He used to be shy. Uh, which uh, shout out to uh, Peter Serafinowicz, who actually did those uh, lines in the first one. Uh, yes, the older brother from Shaun of the Dead. Uh, people forget that, uh, but hmm. he was Maul. He was actually supposed he was to be Maul. I think. I, I think he actually is in that scene on Coruscant with Palpatine. Because um, if, if I remember right, he, su- he was supposed to be Maul until it was like, well, most of this movie is the fight with this character mm-hmm. and only Ray Park can do it. Yeah. So 
It's like Bray um, Park got just happened to get more screen time. Pretty true. much. Um, That's why he's taller. In so that one he scene. did all the stuff I know uh, in um, Tanzania, I think, is where they filmed uh, in some desert. Um, and obviously the whole fight. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and I actually recently learned, and I feel so bad about this because I already feel bad that nobody ever remembers his part, which I guess he's okay with. I don't know. I didn't see anything. He's got from other him. stuff going on. He's fine. But they actually got him back for Solo, Did and they? and then replaced him with Sam Witwer. Yeah, I heard about that. Oh yikes! Uh, so yeah, I heard. If about he was that. okay after the first one, the second one, I would definitely be pissed. But like, it's so yeah. That's... Hearing Sam Witwer's voice was really nice. Oh, for sure, and that's why they ultimately say. like yeah. made the call. But like, um. Yeah, I mean, this is the guy that Sam Witwer is impersonating. Like, yes, I don't and know, doing an excellent job. Um, oh, for sure. So, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I, I don't think anybody. Well, actually, you know, w- did you expect Maul to ever? Did, were you one of those pining people for, you know, what would be cool if Darth Maul came back or anything? Or was that effective? Was the character effectively done? Uh, well, when he was done in, uh, in episode one, um, honestly, no, I've, I had always, I had known, I forget when I heard or when I learned it, but once I learned about it, it was like, wait, so they already have material where Maul comes back. And I was like, I want to see that anywhere. Mm. Honestly, mm. like that's a great idea. Cause like Maul again, like what we've been talking about this entire time is Maul gave us one of the best fight scenes in the entire saga Mm -hmm. i mean but like the fact that for such a simple concept of a character he is a very compelling character Mm -hmm. um like i think recently they like even recently they've done uh some more comics about his story and Mm -hmm. in one of them it they revealed like uh, mother talzin is his mother yep so we get definitives on that um so yeah Halzen was uh, after <laughs> Palpatine. I don't know if it was in that way, uh, but it was definitely in the train me uh, way. Yeah, uh, good for her. With maybe some Snooki on the side. But um, <laughs> she she wanted to learn more about the Force beyond just uh, Night Sister magic. Mm-hmm. And um, in the ploy to train her more, he, you know, saw the Night Brother um you know the reverse uh, harem yes yeah the 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 pool of candidacy and was like i could definitely uh <laughs> gotta get me one of those <laughs> yeah i could i could definitely use one of those for my my schemes uh i think honestly based on how we see him later think of maul i don't think i i, I think he was going to be a throwaway he expected that he just needed to serve a purpose but mm-hmm. maul ended up uh you know uh proving himself because about from the age uh, Anakin was in episode one, Palpatine had his claws on him and, and trained him ferociously, mm-hmm. um, manipulated him, used uh, the dark side to, uh, you know, really prey on his uh, anxieties and angers. Um, because if you can't tell the, the trend of Night Brothers is, they're already aggressive, uh, hence the naming convention. Um 
then Maul in particular was very aggressive and, and very hateful of the Jedi because uh, when he learned about his enemy, he learned that, um, you know, because it, it was presented in a, a, much like I found you, Jedi, you know, travel the galaxy finding young potential uh, Jedi to join their cause. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, so I could have been a Jedi? Uh, and it's a very minor thing in his story, but it, it, there is a lot of jealousy there of the Jedi never came and got me. Instead, I got this old, decrepit man who tortures me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he was tortured. Don't forget oh, that. Yeah. And, and so he projects that on. Well, you, you kind of see that when he's training Savage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is how I was trained, so it must be the right way. Um, it's never the right it, way. And that's such a sad thing. So, and and so, yeah. So, um, although, uh, as has been mentioned, uh, uh, a few short years after episode one came out, uh, Maul returned in comics, uh, but it would take 13 years for him to show up in Clone Wars. Uh, but he did. He showed up. Uh, it was mm. George Lucas's idea. Showed up and showed up. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and lay in that foundation. It, it was George <laughs> yeah. Lucas's idea, but it was Dave Filoni's execution. Oh, yeah. It's just funny how people think like, oh, they keep bringing characters back. This, no. they, they can't do anything original. It's like, George did it first. <laughs> Legitimately. Like, he loves oh, yeah. that stuff. I mean, and it's, again, it's just, it's it's a comp- it's compelling story if you like watch Clone Wars, watch Rebels. Mm. Like, I think, honestly, one of the best moments, I think, with Maul that you have is in that last season of Clone Wars that they released when Ahsoka keeps him from killing himself and he loses his mind just screaming at her, we're all going to die. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's genuinely panicked. Yeah. Well, it plays on something um, I, I... I'm sure I'd noticed, but I, in prep for this, I rewatched. We rewatched. Yeah, I was there. Um, <laughs> um, I'm in the room. Everything uh, to do with Maul, and um, you know, I thought really like, oh, you know, he knew about Order sixty six. Like the the those last couple of episodes in the Clone Wars really show how much of the plan he really mm-hmm. knew and how long mm-hmm. this plan has been going. Um, but I didn't realize uh, how much. Really, it called back to one line uh, after he first gets his new legs from Mother Talzin. Uh, he senses the force is out of balance. Um, and uh, Savage is like, yeah, the galaxy's at war. And he's like, oh, it started without me. And that's the only line he gets that kind of connects. Mm-hmm. Wait a yeah. minute. Oh, where was he? What, what was his role supposed he, to be? He wasn't just a mindless, yeah. angry tool. Not as much of a throwaway as he seemed to be. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which I mean, senators like what? Is well, and I I remember hearing somewhere that uh you know Dooku had not fallen to the dark side until Obi Wan turned down his offer mm. to join him to defeat the Sith Lord that had been building himself in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he had not fallen. Apparently, it was like. If Obi-Wan had joined him to go against the Emperor, then he would genuinely try to kill the Emperor. But mm-hmm. the fact that Obi-Wan turned him down left Maul or left uh, Dooku with no choice because he knew he couldn't take on Sidious alone. I mean, and I... so it left him he, he, he it left him alone to deal with everything and he fell mm-hmm. because of it. 
I get that. I could I could see that because I am one of the few people that's like that's a genuine offer. Yeah, one hundred percent. I hold hard and fast because everything, even at that point that well, not at that point, he was a new character, but but even before Dooku Jedi Lost, which is some of the best Dooku content we've gotten in canon, um, so even before that, uh, it was very well established he was the scapegoat for Palpatine. He wouldn't Yeah, he was Palpatine, never gonna be you know, up on the pedestal. Yeah, he, he didn't care about him. And that was Vader's place. Uh, Dooku's only play was that he genuinely wanted the Republic to be better. He he mm-hmm. did hate the Jedi, but mm-hmm. um, only because. Justifiably the, so. Yeah, well, yeah. exactly. And, and I was so, say, there was that whole storyline about how uh, that friend of his that was in the Order was locked up in the Citadel because they could see too, like, too well into the future. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they uh, where they kept... Sifo Diaz was there as well. Yeah, like he found out about that prison and like believe, like he he kind of saw the corruption of the Jedi. Yeah. Right. So whereas his apprentice Qui Gon definitely joined for the good, he joined mm-hmm. because of his belief in the Force and to be a part of bringing light to the world. I guess whatever fancy way you want to put it, but he believed in in the sauce. Dooku joined the Jedi because he believed in order and justice. Like he believed in the Republic. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and it's just the fact that those two sides of the, even though there's a lot of Jedi that are absolutely that way. I mean, uh, Obi-Wan literally tells Anakin, like, like my allegiance is to the Republic. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, not to the greater good, not to the force, to the Republic. Right. So there, there are those Stoics within the order but they can't reconcile or or they use the force to justify their position. Whereas Dooku was definitively like, no, I don't believe in the hokey religion enough to to do this anymore. Like I, I want the world to be He's better. And I think too much the Jedi of a realist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and uh Kevin Scott dialed that up to eleven in, oh, yeah. in the in the audio drama. Um to where you believe like he walks away from the order, not because he'd fallen, although that would be the story that they would tell uh uh, of his legacy, but because he he wanted to do something better, he took on the count uh, persona to help his people on Sereno, not to join Sidious. That came much much later. Yeah. Um. And so, Dude, no, yeah. Ataka. And and he's the perfect guy for Palpatine for that. And honestly, uh, he he wouldn't have had Dooku if not. For Maul's fall in uh, yeah. episode one, yeah. um, because Maul would not have had the same role of, although he proves how much of a leader he can be, I don't think he would have been given the power, because um, that's all Dooku was. He was a figurehead. You lead mm-hmm. the separatist. Yeah. Uh, that way, when you die, it's done. It's it. The war is over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was always the goal. Um, but yeah, and and it's funny because. I hate that in the comics it wasn't as big of a deal as I thought it should be when Dooku and Maul finally meet. Um, but whatever. Uh, but that's in the same comic, Son of Dathomir. Yeah. Um, that that further connects uh, Talzin and Maul and, and Sidious and all that. Yeah. Um, what happens when you sniff some ashes on Moraband that also <laughs> happens? Uh, so, uh, yeah. So Maul comes back. Um any boop? Any any big thoughts on on Maul? I mean, because that was an anchor for you in the Clone Wars. Yes. Well, like, like we've said, I've I've said many 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 times. I I didn't care. Um, I was not a Star Wars fan at the time, but 
the way that you kind of reeled me in is, hey, you like this character. Guess what? He comes back and he's even cooler. And he gets crazy for a little while, which is pretty dope. Yeah, because Star Wars was definitely not, it wasn't something negative, but it was much more like that. It was just a thing that we watched. That's your thing. Um, But I know you always, like if if The Phantom Menace was on, it was always like, see, this is cool. I like this. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was like, oh. Do you now? (laughs) Yes. Then I have a story for you. (laughs) And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. That is my favorite mall is Clone Wars Mall. I mean, I was, I was going to ask Spider Mall because that is a fun mall. Okay, I like okay, that mall. Okay, okay, okay. okay That'd okay, be a okay. fun mall to take to a party. <laughs> there is Sad boy. so much incredible acting being done yeah. by Sam Witwer in Spider Mall. Like you I've, get yeah. the devastation of uh, you know being abandoned on a trash heap. You get his yeah. mind absolutely cracked and broken in Twain. Oh um, yeah. Oh yeah. Like he was not looked for mm. because you know he was dead but even if Sidious felt like a, a hint of his power or his his energy I don't think he would have looked for him anyway mm. because he wasn't the plan anymore like he was just garbage mm-hmm. so you get to a point where you have to absolutely destroy a character in order to make them even more interesting which is some of my favorite character work <laughs> in, in general um, but yes, I absolutely adore where we find him on what's the planet? Lotho Minor. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and I mean the the spells that found Maul that Mother that the Savage and Mother Talzin used, they're basically the same Sith magic that Sidious is already very versed in. Yeah. He could have found Maul if he really wanted to. He probably knew and that Maul was alive. Maul knows, knows that. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, and that only furthers... Uh... What's up, Justice? <laughs> yes, who is Darth Maul? Um, <laughs> I love you so much, Yeah, buddy. like, I don't know. I, I, to be fair... <laughs> Uh, I feel like he awkwardly asked Obi-Wan later of just like, oh, yes, the Sith. How exactly did you dispatch him and where is the body? (laughs) Did you make sure? Did you aim for the head? Yes. Did you go for the head? Did you go for the head? Oh, no. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, I don't I don't think it I don't think it really came up. Um, No, I I don't think it was like with Anakin, you know, you're checking on your investment, like poking him with a stick on the edge of a lava pit because yeah. even even if when like he showed up on naboo if he felt an inkling i think it would have been a best hmm. to let him die he knows too much mm-hmm. I, I mean yeah when i say that and when i think the story says that and i'm trying to remember exactly when it was uh it could even be legends i, I think it was a comic where you know he's musing about the, the tragedy of losing maul mm-hmm. um but like when i what I think they're going for and what I hold to is he grieves him for how useful he was mm-hmm. to his plan, mm-hmm. not because toxic. of attachment. Um, yeah, yeah. Sidious absolutely. is a toxic ex. Exactly. That is one. He's a toxic stepdad. <laughs> yeah. 100%. There you go. Um, yeah. He's, he's the guy from the fly too. It's just like, I want you to think of me as, as your father. <laughs> <laughs> If like Maul oh, got caught in a dryer, Sidious would just leave him there. That, the, the, the password to Maul's laptop is definitely D A D. Good joke. 
God. But I love that movie. It's Everyone go movie. watch Fly 2. I think it's on HBO. It is. Um, it's so it's great. Good. Double feature it with the, the Jeff Goldblum one, uh, which it is a sequel to. But yeah. This, this is it. a slight aside, but I would like to point out how John showed me the Fly 2, where we were just sitting on the couch, and he looked at me and says, I'm going to show you something. Oh, God. So this was just after we watched Prey, exactly. actually. And I was primed and ready for something else. <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, because and and we were just talking. Oh, great acting! Such good stuff. So you know what yeah, else like, has good acting? Well, it was because it was the dog. The dog is why I was like, oh, this is Wait the perfect time to break your heart. So if you love dogs, <laughs> please watch The Fly Two on HBO. If you love your family, please watch The Fly Two on HBO. <laughs> um, yeah, I so. You know, you say like it's your favorite mall. I, yeah. I I can't disagree because he wasn't really much of a character. Yeah. He was an idea uh, in the Phantom Menace, but he wasn't a character yeah. until Clone Wars. He is the tragedy of Darth Maul encapsulated yeah. in Spider Maul because like yeah. he never had a choice no. in anything that he ever did. Like he the, he just did what he was told, and yeah. now when he's left without direction. This is what happens. The, the first time he has exactly. a choice, he chooses revenge. Good for um, him, honestly. Because even in his brokenness, the one thing he can hold to uh, is his hate. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And, Spite. It keeps oh you going, gosh. baby. He's such a it's a it's always it always makes me think of Darth Sion, the Lord of Pain, like living in mm -hmm. spite, literally living like refusing to die um, because of your connection to hatred and the force mm -hmm. and it's just like that's a thing. That's the only immortality Sith can hope for. Yeah, uh, yeah. is living in spite. Man that's, too angry to die. Yeah, that's what we find uh, Palpatine, uh, you know, oh. uh, yeah. uh, steeping in on Exegol. It's mm -hmm. the I I'm going to attribute the best line in Kenobi to, you know, the tragedy of Darth Maul, is revenge does wonders for the will to live, and it is accurate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And and again, we meant you had mentioned Boop, uh, just the voice acting in this part and uh, behind Maul alone. I mean, in the same sentence, that man cried, <laughs> laughed, got pissed off, laughed, <laughs> like That's went through five. Like, yeah. Well, and and we have Sam Witwer to thank because it was his idea yeah. to recite some of the. Um, the Sith code in his like yes. ramblings and everything. Yes. Um, like, Have you seen footage oh, of Sam Witwer doing Maul? Yes. yes. It, it, I, it, if you oh, haven't, um, man. deserves a kiss and a back rub. Uh, all, all of the actors for the Clone Wars have their own way. And one of the things they did very well was in general, they acted together. Uh, I don't think anyone acted in the same room with Sam Witwer, and I'm glad because I don't oh, think yeah. you could. No, because you would, he would just take be swings so entranced uh, by what he's doing because he's he is acting. He's doing yeah. it. And mm -hmm. that there's a reason they film them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when this, they when they record their lines, this is Rebels much, much later down the line. Ugh, but, Rebels. Still oh, amazing. The footage of him doing the Kenobi scream mm -hmm. is visceral. <laughs> well, now and then he set a precedent because now he gets asked all the time. Yeah, no, oh, he's poor baby. Well, I know. Um, I want to say Sam and uh, the guy from Phantom Menace. I forget. I forget I'm horrible with names. Ray Park. If, yeah, Ray. Uh, Sam and Ray both uh, were at Star Wars Celebration, 
and they were the two on the, like they were the only two on the panel yeah. and like they that was them meeting for the first time i remember i believe really wow and like one of the first things everyone starts chanting is come over <laughs> like just trying to and he does it for him and everything and right and uh yeah ray just looks over and is like good job there there is a there is a beautiful relationship because it's not quite as like um uh uh toxic i think as the relationship yeah. to the character was for david prouse and yeah. james Earl jones i was trying to find a good word for it because mm -hmm. You know, like Dave literally would sign things as the real Darth Vader. Um, and oh. uh, yeah, like he would like that was a part of his signature. And I, I don't think it was all animosity. I think some of it was a little sad. Like, yeah, you know, he had a really great career in Britain before yeah. Darth Vader. He got it because he was physical, but he had chops. He had acting chops. He he could have been Darth Vader. A but for Errol Flynn. You know, they like regardless, obviously, we can only hear one voice when we hear Darth Vader. It was done. Uh, it is what it is. But yeah. nonetheless, I, that's forever a very tarnished relationship. Um, you know, Dave has yeah. sadly passed, but nonetheless, it's still that like shared thing. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas because of the very unique role they both take, like uh, Ray Park, I, th I think would say the same about himself he's not like uh, an actor actor you don't get him for his face mm -hmm. and his voice and his in his um, casting character <laughs> true he, he is he's a very there <laughs> he's there because like, he does flips exactly yes and and that's not to reduce him because he does that very very well yes um flips. sam whitwer he uh, he's flips. beefcake but he's not maul and no. it, but he's he's an actor he's a yeah. very broody he's vampire incredible <laughs> Um, I love it though. And so, you know, they they both take a part of the role that the other can't really do. And I think it's a very mm -hmm. I, I, everything yeah. I've seen publicly, at least, has been a good relationship between them. When we met Ray at um, Celebration, he had nothing but amazing things to say yeah. uh, about Sam Whitworth. Because you know, my comment to him was like, "I am so glad to have you back in Star Wars. I love this character and what you've done." Mm -hmm. um, like, I never thought that would happen honestly yeah uh, and he was like i didn't either but you know like you know when they called me i was glad to kind of follow up what this other cool guy was doing also a yeah. great sport when signing things he'll just write <laughs> down anything you give him right oh god what did you do <laughs> uh well it's not really reachable no um, but gotcha. so, so on one side it says uh, a from, funko pop of mom yeah so it's mm -hmm. on one side it is uh from half husband and on the other side it's from trash husband <laughs> Uh, because that is what Boop always called uh, Maul during the Clone Wars. Yeah, because that's, he, that's you, trash you, husband. You find him in the trash. Trash husband. Uh, and so we were like, oh my gosh, we need to get him to sign it. But we knew we were meeting both of them. So it's mm -hmm. like, well, if we get him to do something <laughs> funny, we need to get Ray to do something funny too. Yeah. And then we um, got Alan Tudyk to sign a chicken. We did. That man is a gem. He is. <laughs> we, he just gave it such a good squeeze. That 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 started a trend. Oh God, one of those. Yes. Yeah, that that's going to continue uh, from now on. We've decided if we're going to shell out the money to get someone to sign something, <laughs> oh, it's going to be something ridiculous. It's going to be the stupidest thing possible. It's not going to be like I'm not going to meet you and McGregor and get him to sign no. an Obi Wan figure. <laughs> I'm going to get him to sign heroin. <laughs> like oh. just. You got a food stamp card? 
So one of those babies with sticky hands. Uh, the ceiling. So we're. I we're would absolutely, uh, as a father, I would absolutely have my child signed by Ewan McGregor. <laughs> I'm just John saying. By Ewan McGregor. Well, we, you, you know, uh, that that's the beauty of of acting and and this world of of talented people is they do other things. Uh, oh, yeah. And generally, we like them in other things too. So, um, and, and similarly on the podcast, if we ever get a Star Wars personality, they're not talking about Star no, Wars. No, Pablo just... Hidalgo, you were going to talk about Transformers, exactly. so I can ask you about Cliff Jumper. <laughs> exactly. Um, I would ask them just... for like recipes they make around the house. I, right? I think it's the funniest oh, troll fun. to do. Is it's just like and a famed, uh, uh, a famed Star Wars director yeah. uh, Ryan Johnson here to talk how, about how do you cook pasta. <laughs> do you like so, al dente or so do you like species? breakfast pasta ryan where do you stand <laughs> i'm telling you do um, you eat leftovers over the sink with your hands like a menace because i do speaking of menaces um thank you for changing to kind of round out uh maul's clone wars tenure uh we talked about the coming back and whatnot but um his story quickly kind of i think shifts it's not just him coming back and going yeah. on this hate-fueled journey, um, he gets a job, sort of. <laughs> he does get a job. Um, Good for him. Uh, Oop, we'll Shit, start with does. you. What, what did you think when he took over Mandalore? He, un- he un- united the crime families. Like, this is much beyond a evil scheme at this mm-hmm. point for the character. And, and a character that, again, was arguably overrated for only having one cool fight. <laughs> like, yeah. you know. The only thing I love more than an unhinged crazy person in a Denny's parking lot is a person who knows what the heck they're talking about. And that goes for people in my life and villains, mostly. Um, I, I love a mustache twirling, always 10 steps ahead villain. And that is what Maul becomes in The Mandalore. Yeah. He is so above and beyond everyone else. And I love that. And he reminds them. He reminds them, <laughs> and he has mall cops, like at a certain mall point. Cops. Yeah, exactly. Maldalorians is great, but they're mall cops. Mall cops. Like, is is that dispensing ever, justice, baby? Uh, it, on, on the table for both of you, but is that ever something you thought you'd get? Is mall and Mandalorians <gasps> merging uh, in that way? I was never well versed in this in the first place, so no. <laughs> I, I mean, I know I don't want to say it was done already in like the comics or the books. I don't ow cat. <laughs> um I don't want to say it was ever done or I don't want to say it was ever done or anything. Um but I mean I knew that Mandalore had a pretty big arc in Clone Wars. Mm. Mm. So, I mean, I was kind of, I was hoping that we would at least go back to Mandalore in some fashion, but the fact that, you know, Maul shows up to take over the place. Also, the fact that, you know, Kenobi's love interest is there. Yeah. You kind of, you can kind of be like, oh yeah, no, something's going to go down. Yeah. Either Dave and his writing crew were absolute geniuses and set all that up or they saw an opportunity i think to close many threads in one. Oh yeah um because yeah. what are we going to do with maul how do we get rid of the mandalorians before the clone wars ends how do we get rid of kenobi's love interest uh you know how do we deal with all of these things maul's the answer to all of them yeah 
Um, and there are a few moments in the Clone Wars that like give me chills, make a cold stabbing feeling in my heart. Mm. Satine's death is definitely a huge one. Oh yeah, that was at a left field for me personally. Oh yeah, I thought he was just gonna like toss her somewhere or something, mm-hmm. but no, just force pull, pull directly into a lightsaber. Yeah, what yeah. a way I mean, to that's go! Classic Maul. Yeah. Oh, dramatic as heck too, and yeah. like, shenanigans. Couldn't just stab her. Had to do it fancy. I was just like, I just imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he, he wants he wants Kenobi to see it. He wants Kenobi to see the look on her face. Mm-hmm. He oh, wants yeah. Kenobi to lose. He wants to watch Kenobi lose everything he's ever cared about. Mm-hmm. And as a Jedi, that's hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Is and anything a Jedi cannot just let go of. And I mean. What's better than an ex-girlfriend you can't get over? Right. Exactly. Well, and that and that's the thing is, I mean, he's uh, thinking he's punishing Kenobi, and and absolutely, we we know the effect it has on the character, but nonetheless, he's the resolute Jedi as always, and so uh, no matter how painful it was, he he still rose above it, and and um, so it's just that that sort of transmission of of uh trauma that you know paul uh, paul uh, paul. Maul. <laughs> paul. Ah, I'm paul paul mall yes. um, that he's going through trying to like i can't i don't want to just kill you i want you to suffer as i have exactly. suffered and that's a long list of suffering in almost uh, the for exact his character. same way that Gon was killed oh for sure in dying in Kenobi's arms and then he sits back and smiles like just just so satisfied with himself just a little goober well and I, I you know and it's not the all right now put him in prison where he'll escape like it's the no I want him to steep kind of thing mm-hmm. he thinks that like surely he'll be too broken to do anything and, he, and, and he's right for a or, little while or maybe he'll choose revenge in which case I still win because he broke um mm-hmm. I, I honestly don't think Maul self-preservation was his like top priority i think breaking kenobi was the biggest thing no it was the equivalent of feeding his parent to him in a chili that was what that scene was (laughs) ball is the eric cartman of star wars (laughs) yes oh my gosh that is no you're you're right (laughs) that is the one reference point i have with south park and it's a good one I mean, it's a Kenobi, I've one. come to kill you, but unfortunately, all I can afford is a whiff of that. <laughs> so this is going to take a while. <laughs> but yeah, I just I imagine uh, Savage afterwards being like, it was really cool how you did the, 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 the force thing with the, the, in the into the lightsaber. Cool. Can you teach me how to do that? Was it the Mandalore arc that Maul and Savage fought for like the supremacy? No. Uh, no, it was that a was earlier. Yeah, yeah, that was way earlier. Um, Get which, yeah, you see that where how quickly he, like, he doesn't know family. He doesn't know how to do family. He knows mm. how to do master and apprentice. And in this case, he's going to be master. Just gave um, me a lot of memories of my older brothers, honestly. <laughs> I hit with that lightsaber right there. Right. So many times. Well, yeah, it's just, you know, from the get-go, they, they show... Again, how he's he's transmitting the trauma, mm-hmm. uh, not only towards his enemy of Kenobi, who honestly still tried to help him. Like, 
you know, at, for all, all that's happened, you know, when he sees Satine there, he's like, you, you know, you don't have to do this. I know it wasn't your fault. I know it wasn't your choice. Uh, when he sees him on, on um, Tatooine, even still, it's just like he's trying to reach this damaged man. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a guy who can't let go of his trauma. So he hurts everyone close to him. Um, and and so and and that's the man the tragedy of of savage like yeah such an interesting character it wasn't his it was the exact same thing if it wasn't your choice you know i think of like even the book of boba fett where you know uh boba's dealing with the trauma of do i just end up dead one day for my boss like my dad did uh you know or do i try and break off and do something else like you know maul never made the choice to let that go he had a criminal enterprise uh, you know, he he was doing well for himself. He could have even taken out his own master. He could have even like passed information to the Republic to end the war. Like he any number Bloody of choices day. he could have made, uh, and yet he chose a- anger, revenge, and violence. So what I'm hearing is the way to deal with family trauma is to become a crime lord. Well, to let go of it and apply yourself to other things, if that be crime. When, like being when you're the youngest sibling, <laughs> yes. I am the youngest sibling. So am I. Why don't we just so start a crime I. family, fam? You're an so only I'm... child. There you go. Yep. So, <laughs> I mean, I am the youngest sibling. You're also the oldest, though. I am my own sibling. I, I am master I am. and apprentice. All right, Marty McFly. <laughs> Always one. There are two Jedi. Master, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, uh, you know, I, I do think because we do of everything get the most time in the clone wars i do think it's some of the best if you want to understand maul i mentioned jokingly uh earlier i do think he's a little too much of a chatty kathy uh at times but when you get uh sam wit where you get your money's worth um but (laughs) maul has middle child child he's the only one raised by palpatine uh so there is that i do think He's the he's honestly the first child, and do you think he and Ray's dad would have gotten along? He and Ray, oh, um, <laughs> I don't think so. Probably not. He would have hung out with Ochi of this soon, though. I believe Ray's dad was kind of a softie, wasn't he? Right. Yeah. yeah no, he point. wouldn't have. Uh, or maybe maybe Maul Maul and him would have gotten along in the sense that like they would be they would their parents would force them to hang out with each other, and mm-hmm. one would just play too roughly with the other. <laughs> Right. Yes. But they definitely both hate their dad. Um, yes. Very true. <laughs> um, Sometimes it's yeah. the unifying factor. It's it, like a. It'd be. A, it'd be like an episode of uh, Step Bros. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not to a detriment, but it is one of those things where to go from no lines or well, three lines to a lot of a lines. lot of rambling and dialogue and and monologuing even um, like. It's just one of those things where sometimes I, I wonder what it would have been like to see him fully return to his much more soft-spoken. Because uh, that was always an interesting dynamic is, you know, the the voice and the lines in episode one were so creamy and and, and mellow. He, he You could tell he was going to let loose, but like he seemed just as conniving and, and mm-hmm. menacing as Sidious. Mm-hmm. And then he lets loose on the lightsaber. That's where the aggression shows. Uh, you know, to see that kind of return when he's like his psyche is put back together would have mm-hmm. 
I think interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, it would have been interesting, but I feel like I feel like you wouldn't have gotten some of the great moments, like him screaming Kenobi in a desert. Very true. Because you like the the character that Maul is at this point is I forget how many years he sat in the junkyard just surviving off and- of hate. He was, yeah, he was down there for 10 years, no one to talk to or speak of. He was considered a monster by the locals on the planet. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, oh, you he don't go near that people. trash pile. That's the trash pile that eats people. <laughs> right. Um, so, I mean, you, you have a character who's been in isolation for 10 years and like he's broken in all sort in all kinds of ways. Mm. And I feel like, you know, he did what he had to do to survive. But, you know, his he's fractured and he's still fractured. But when, you know, he's on his conquest to find Kenobi, I feel like his character didn't find peace until he was killed by Kenobi. Exactly. (laughs) It was it was always one of two options. I kill Kenobi or he kills me. Yeah. But like at the end there, when like after he's after he knows he's been beaten, after he knows he's dying, and like kind of because he gets some clarity and instead of I need to kill Kenobi, Kenobi needs to die. It mm-hmm. turns into will he avenge us? <laughs> like, <laughs> will will we have justice? Yeah. Yeah. Because like, he's he, he, even in the end, he chose revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like it, it all. I get where it comes from. And, and again, I also get it just from the standpoint of if you're going to get an actor, let them do their job. Oh yeah. And it, and he does get more focused uh at, really by the time he gets to Mandalore by like he he's much more I'm on the throne. I you know, I'm just mm-hmm. dishing orders. It's not as monologue-y. Um yeah. but you know, it, it's just one of those things I th- I thought about on this recent watch of just you know, it's 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 different cuz I've never gone from Phantom Menace to Clone Wars. I've never gone that uh quickly to that it's always been its own kind of rewatch uh-huh. so yeah. hmm, i wonder what a quiet mall would have been like not as fun um probably i something that i've always really appreciated about mall and you know how sam Whitbird delivers his lines is that he's got customer service voice he <laughs> there is a deep <laughs> simmering rage under every <laughs> word that he speaks absolutely and i adore that like you you hear in his voice the strain that it's keeping to like put a cap on it oh my god i do do that it's him <laughs> all the time like, like i was it, thinking it, about that it's like if a customer says something rude to me and i have to talk continue to talk to them i'm like thank you sarah have a good day yeah you're you're yes. forcing yourself to say the things you have to say yeah. not necessarily the things you want to say um there's a lot of that like stuff like especially like yeah when, yeah when he's talking to people or who he's talking to like when he talks to Previsla, and it's like you lack clarity. Like, oh you my gosh, clarity! Shut up and go in your tent. I'm handling this now. Exactly. Like, um, yeah, it's 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 definitely a lot. It's not just lines flowing. It's just like, oh, <laughs> you. oh my gosh. Uh, how do I say this in a way you'll understand? Yeah. <laughs> you know? How do I say this as monosyllabic as possible in order for your tiny brain to understand it? I love your oh movie. yeah, with that that pre Vizsla versus Mall bit, mm. oh, it is yeah. spectacular. Uh, yeah, 
he, he would have. Great would've. point from Brian uh, live in the chat here of uh, when Palps uh, goes back to Mandalore, Maul still would have given up everything if Palps might have taken him back. I, yeah, I mean, because he was lost. Like, I, I think that reaction of uh, you know child getting caught by their parents that he had when he showed up was absolutely genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a hand in the cookie jar. Just, oh, yep, I, I did this all in the hopes of returning to your exactly. side. Yeah. Um, I, do you oh, want a cookie? The tragedy that would have, I keep saying tragedy. I'm sorry. The, the, um, Darth Maul story is a tragedy, the, the baby. Sadness that would have been if Palpatine had actually, uh, been like, okay, then get rid of your apprentice. Uh, and, oh, oh. And he would have done it too. Yeah, I gotta say he he's already put Savage in his place once. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I it would be it would all be from Savage's um, perspective. Yeah, of just like oh my gosh, like because all throughout that, like he's hunting for his brother, not just for revenge against uh, Asajj or then um, or or Dooku. Like he comes to Mother Talzin of just like everything's falling apart. Nothing like I've been betrayed. What what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Um, like I was plucked from my life by these people and now they want to kill me. Uh, and she sends him in the direction of, hey, you have a brother. Go find him. Mm-hmm. Uh, which bad choice on that regard. But, just, you know, he, well, I mean, like bad for him because it's just oh, yeah. like. Yeah, terrible choice in that regard. Uh, he, un, you know, he gets tied to his hip of, uh, you know this journey of revenge and everything. And so it's like, he wanted a brother out of this and he got mm-hmm. a, an abusive master. And mm-hmm. you, you have like, I think we've hit on it before the two sided coin of someone who grew up with companionship. He had, he, he had, had brothers. Like he had people to protect and he was protected in return. And then he gets a big brother that he's always wanted. And you know, you get whacked a few times. I turned out fine, mostly. <laughs> Everything below the neck works okay. <laughs> like it just, yeah. I, I love that dynamic. I, I definitely see. But I also hate it. Um, like Force Unleashed levels of just like Palpatine shows up and Vader kills his apprentice. Mm-hmm. Just like you were followed, you were spoiled. Like the the game's over, kid. Yeah. Self preservation mode activated. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, I've never played that game, so. But uh, and it's a and, good one. I recommend then, it have Palpatine just like, all right, he's dead. And then zap, 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 you know, like just uh, have him kill his own apprentice and then still don't give him the reward of having yeah. his place back. Like, mm-hmm. Maul, Maul doesn't respond to criticism well, so there's For only sure. so much he can do. Not anymore. But, but no. no. <laughs> nonetheless, um, we do get another really great, uh, which the Clone Wars has an, a good number because mm-hmm. the... Animation allows for a lot of creativity to flow oh, yeah. in lightsaber battles. But um, yeah, that uh, three-way with uh, Palpatine, Savage, and Maul uh, on Mandalore, that lightsaber fight is dope. Mm-hmm. And that was done in the time when it was animated, animated. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like we got mocap for season seven of Clone Wars. Ray oh, Park did we? Uh, got yeah. to uh, oh. suit up as Maul again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put create, in the blue box. Create a new uh, uh, fight. Uh, that's great. Uh, um, uh, but animators have been making Maul look good uh, the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, and so uh, to get to some of it uh, in the, the time we have, uh, because Maul is just such oh, an golly. interesting depth of a character. 
I, which again, I don't know that we would have, I mean, we would have theorized, we would have had ideas back in the day of who this character might be, what they might do, where they're from. Um, but we've gotten so Who's much, what uh, so many of those answers <laughs> and it's such good, uh, such good storytelling. And so he comes back yet again. I will say I was much more surprised by his return in Star Wars Rebels uh, because of how out of left field it was versus like as soon as uh, the Knight Brothers came up, I was like, OK, this is going towards Maul. It's got to be right. Um, but in Star Wars Rebels, out of nowhere, he shows up on Malachor to, quote unquote, help our heroes. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, helped. he helps. He did help. He did. Uh, and he also helped himself. Yes. Uh, what else he going to do? Yeah. So I don't know uh, how y'all found another felt. apprentice. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> right. Um, if if it was the same level, or if if maybe Clone Wars was was a bigger moment for you, but um, with Maul coming back now, uh, retired ish from the crime business, um, forced out, right? By Kira. I, I think we're gonna get that story very soon. Um, but yeah, Maul and, and Rebels. In any big thoughts there? Um, I like kind of the more I like the weathered aspect they took with him. Mm-hmm. Where you know he, you see him and he comes out with a walking stick, like he he yodas you. I was gonna say yeah, he pulls a Yoda. Yeah, and I'm like like you see him, he comes out and he's wise. He's not outwardly malicious. Mm-hmm. He's he's kind of he's kind of quiet. He's kind of found that an in between between his old self and like the insane self that he had in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And I mean. At the end of like the last appearance that we saw in Clone Wars before Rebels came out, because season seven didn't come out until after Rebels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, like the last time you see him in six was um what was it? Well it wasn't even six, it was season it was Very, season uh five. Yeah. When yeah, after the mall uh fight on Mandalore, like yeah, it just cuts away uh with Palpatine supposedly you. Yeah. parting him somewhere off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's that's kind of the last time you see him. So you're you're thinking to yourself, oh, what what's going on? I mean, if you don't watch solo, you don't know. Yeah. Um, but to see him come back in that way where he's a bit more tempered and maybe a bit more of his old conniving self mm-hmm. and having a character alongside him like Ezra, who at this point in time is still kind of naive and you know, doesn't really like he's pretty quick to trust as long as you don't try to kill him. (laughs) Honestly. Honestly. So, I mean, and then, you know, you have Maul who part, who parts knowledge onto Ezra and everything. It's, and then like, you don't, you don't get that ominous moment of Maul until, you know, um, Ahsoka and Kanan are fighting the inquisitors. Mm -hmm. And then you just hear Ezra, they hear Ezra behind them. Uh, guys, I found help. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And Ahsoka just turns and goes, oh, <laughs> right. I thought I dealt with this guy. One already. more thing. Yeah. Um, I, I would have. The only reason I would have liked for season seven to come out before that is just a look in the eye between Ahsoka and Maul just being like, you were right. Mm. Everything went. It, it hit the fan. Like, yeah. You were absolutely correct, and I should have listened to you. Yeah, because we knew they had 
out um, towards the end of the war because of E.K. Johnson's book Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't the point of the book. It wasn't a major, it wasn't very teased out. No. Um, Clone Wars decided to take that moment and make it what it was of, um, oh, he knows about the Chosen One. He He's trying to actively uh, preserve himself in this grand scheme of Order 66. Like, it makes it much bigger. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, there's not that, like, knowing look of, like, Darth Vader's on his way, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Uh, but th- but he does mention that in such a way that it's like, oh, wait, hey, you know Darth Vader? Mm. Mm. Um, so there's still stories to be told uh, in, in that gap, clearly. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I like that he's definitely this is his old master which is 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 what that he he's called when he first shows up but this this is his era of i'm i'm at the point of passing on mm-hmm. uh my wisdom uh, to someone who can help me uh achieve i guess my final goal or maybe just i don't know i don't know what you know Any we don't know would be nice Mm-hmm. Right. We we don't know it, the details of him of ending up on Malachor. Um and so I don't know where his headspace was of I gotta get out of here, I gotta I, I don't you know, who knows. I got this box and I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> um but I, I liked it more because and I think I talked about this when we talked about rebels a couple of months ago. Like I liked it more for Ezra. Mm-hmm. Um and such like it was much more interesting to have Ezra getting another perspective of the Force through mm-hmm. Maul than it was to have Maul back at all. And how easy it is to be manipulated, mm. and how you know enticing the dark side is, and how useful it sounds. Like mm-hmm. y- you can use it to get what you want and help people. You know. <laughs> well, and what's interesting, I do believe. Um, uh, like all of the exercises or all the Indiana Jones esque things they do, the shenanigans um, throughout the temple, like it's meant for two, but he coaxes uh, Ezra really to do most of it himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he only helps when he has to rescue Ezra, get him across the gap. Um, I think, and so it's just it's he's still got that. Uh, that kind mm-hmm. of conniving, selfish Sithness yeah. about him. Let's see if this kid can do this. Mm-hmm. And I think it's through that because you start to see, like, the hood comes down. He starts to straighten up. He doesn't walk with a cane anymore. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the persona fades away, and the true identity comes out. He did a Gene Wilder, <laughs> and so he is—he's the same old, same old Maul. Well, then, I mean, I feel like he was all. I feel like it was more along the lines of like letting Ezra do most of the work was seeing. Okay, what's this kid's potential? Is he worth mm-hmm. my time? Do mm. I cut him down now? Right. Because he already had the saber. That's mm-hmm. a great point. That's a really good point. He uh, already I, had I, the holocron. I think yeah. I think he seeing the the promise of his power makes it go beyond you're useful right now to Yeah. You're you're useful. Yeah. And uh, I mean it's the same way he was chosen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Showed a little potential and got it exploited. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And so, yeah, like his role is much lesser, I think, in Rebels, uh, and and it really comes to the point of giving him an ending and giving Ezra a, a 
uh, a new challenge to overcome. Yeah, a springboard. So, yeah, so he's kind of used for the expense of the characters in Rebels, whereas in Clone Wars, he's got a story. And mm -hmm. I don't mean that in a versus or better or lesser. Um, I think it's just the ways in which he was used. Um, but yeah. as far as Rebels giving us the end of this character and yeah. Maul. In a beautiful um, moment. Yeah. You liked it? I did. I, I hated it, but I loved it. Like, I, Maul is one of my favorite characters in Star Wars, if I have not made that clear. Welcome, Welcome baby. Welcome. Come on in here. <laughs> um, oh, that sounds creepy. Don't do that again. <laughs> baby, it's here. cold outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Oh, my gosh. It's, um, but yeah, like, Maul is one of, if not my favorite character in all of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. um, so, finding out halfway through a season of a show, like, hey, guess what? Your favorite character's gonna die in this season. Just FYI. Well, I um, mean, yeah. Maul's story could not end any other way. Of course not. Like, it is the most fitting end to the tragedy of Darth Maul. Yeah. He has spent his entire life living in anger and spite, and you need to learn a lesson through that of, like, this, this is the end. This yeah. is what you're heading towards if you live your life that way is you're going to not be satisfied you're going to yeah. die in the arms of it's... the object of your spite and, and it's sad that that's the moment where he finds peace exactly that is and he and again like and it's like i said it's even in that peace that he finds in death because his hatred and his suffering is finally over mm -hmm. the main thing he wants to know before he goes is will he be avenged will he be like will he will his death find justice yeah mm -hmm. because he was wronged just as much as obi-wan and it's anakin oh, yeah. and all of the jedi you know someone he, like you could I, almost you could if you if you could almost look at it as no one was wronged more by sidious than maul exactly he took mm -hmm. away every ounce of potential that he had to be better to mm -hmm. be he could have been taken by the Jedi. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. if he wasn't whisked away by Sidious. Like, it is so sad when you think about it. Like, he's taken from his mother, and then he had the only, you know, guidance that he had taken away from him. He was left to rot on a trash heap. Mm -hmm. That'll break anybody. Yeah. Maul just had power behind it. It makes you sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I see a lot of criticisms uh, of villains lately in major films, obviously big ones being Star Wars, Marvel and everything. And this agenda of making, you know, sympathetic, uh, you know, and weak Hi, villains. Brennan. Sorry. Um, <laughs> as if like, uh, you know, oh, no, if they have a tragic backstory, they're weak villains. They're just. You know, they're interesting not, villains. Um, you fist fight Thanos. I dare you. <laughs> I, I think if you have the perspective and, and here's me looking at film and stories uh, way more deeply because uh, that's what we do. That's why we have a podcast. But I think mm -hmm. if if you find uh, villains with origin stories uh, unrealistic or boring, you Go have a very a James Bond movie. Uh, you have a very bad outlook on uh what makes people people like mm -hmm. uh you know fake characters are real people uh doesn't matter buttholes are buttholes for reasons like yeah. stuff happens to people 
yeah. and it's hard to remember in the moment. Trust me, I deal with a lot of sucky people sometimes. And um, it's hard not to treat them like sucky people. Uh, but it, it's important to remember they are people and they're probably that way for uh, who knows what reasons. Yeah. yeah. Um, Almost every villain is a victim first. And you don't have to you don't have to become best friends with them, but no. you do have to make the choice not to make it worse. <laughs> um, you know, not to contribute to their villain origin story. And um, I, I think that's the thing, you know, with Maul is, yeah, you should feel bad. You should feel pity. Mm -hmm. uh, it should be something emotional. Like, it can be just the flippy, angry, cool guy, uh, but he's deeper than that. Boba Fett can just be the guy with a jetpack, but it's deeper than that. All of it's so much deeper, and I think that's good and interesting, um, and, and I don't think it takes away from any of that. Like, I've not watched... Um, the duel of fates any differently in no. all the years that we've gotten these stories of maul mm -mm. if anything it makes it even better he's even more interesting um so i, I love a good villain with a, a ridiculous backstory and that explores like hey it didn't have to be this way yep um, that is exactly why i love maul he is a morality story and if you don't like any of that there's Palpatine, who's apparently evil. And, and I want, He was an evil baby. After my whole speech, I want it clear. I want it to stay that way with Palpatine. <laughs> I mm. want him to be bad for no good reason. <laughs> he was bad because he was dropped as a child. I just, I want him to be in a, I, I want an omen situation. I just want a, like, son of Satan. <laughs> like, you are just an evil entity. His birth name uh, was Damien. <laughs> exactly. Right? Uh, Sheev, Damien, Palpatine. The third. Esquire. I mean, how, how bad did you have to hate your kid to name him Sheev, first of all? <laughs> um, I still hold out. Matt Smith, come on, dude. Come uh, on. Let's let's make that origin story happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Where was he? Um, I still don't know. He has since teased that his, uh, re his actual role in The Rise of Skywalker was going to be uh, the monumental. The big um, baby. And it didn't happen, so crazy not enough eyebrows uh brennan also got to meet sam whitwer uh at star wars celebration nice if you if you can ever swing it great great guy he was a great sport like Smells i said in, uh, in with signing <laughs> our stuff um but also it was, it was nice to have a brief moment because uh, he's a very intellectual guy too he's very smart mm -hmm. very talented um, written so many books oh and speaking of books and talent um so uh oh yeah yeah, yeah. lucasfilm publishing or um delray books how, however you want to label them but the star wars book company <laughs> has been reissuing uh legends uh novels because legends isn't dead um, no it never died no one ever took those away from i'm it. still holding out for evan Oh man, I, it's got to be on the list because, and it, it, considering the the various uh, novels they've gotten to so far, uh, they've done some of my favorites. Um, like uh, the, they've begun the Darth Bane books. They they've gotten the the recent one, uh, 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 Shatterpoint, mm -hmm. uh, with with Mace Windu, Death Troopers, and Death Troopers, beautiful um, cover, and Darth Maul, Shadow Hunter. Uh, which uh, you can either get the book of, or you can listen to the lovely voice of Sam Witwer read in the really? audiobook. He did the entire audiobook. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
So if you want to hear more of him as Maul, because it has been a while, um, check that out if you can. I'd, I'd say Audible's a sponsor, but they're not. They ditched us a long time ago. That was like one of our first sponsors, and that didn't work. They listened to our episodes and were like, no, we can't. We, no. we can't support We've these people. Better. Maybe come back. <laughs> uh, which, speaking of. Um, I so, know. That's, uh, that's a good choice, Brennan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Excellent. Our, our patron Brennan here uh, has a podcast, by the way, uh, yeah, which is on the screen now. But for those listening, Page Turners, they were not. A uh, great variety of, of different little uh, short episodes that you can check out there. So uh, support our awesome patron. Um, but yes. He's just a neat dude. Um, Love Brennan. I, I recently found out about that with the uh, audiobook. And man. <laughs> Did they make him Kate? What's that? Sorry, I looked down. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, he's canon. Um, uh, with uh, but uh, the Knights of the Old Republic novels. I'm sorry. I thought that's what you were talking about, Brad. When you were, mm -hmm. when uh, you mentioned Revan. Um, no, I haven't. Know. I haven't heard anything about Revan actually being canon. So so yeah, I think there was something recently more definite. But uh, even back in the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, each of the legions of Sith troopers are named after Sith. Um, and so it's the Bane Legion, it's uh, the Revan Legion, and, and a couple of others. Uh, and okay, so Revan's so name, at least. Right. but what was, oh, it's Shadows of the Sith. That's right. There's a, there's a little bit in Shadows of the Sith where um, I think, um, you know, it, it's not just a, someone talking about Revan. I mm -hmm. think it's a very definitive, like, yes, this is a, Person. This is a character, oh. um, and so no major spoilers there, other than I just a, a, a tease for you to read Shadows of the Sith. Um, I, I, have to... I hear it's a great book. Uh, Eli certainly thinks so. We, we haven't gotten to it, but uh, you know what? I'm at the point where it's just like I'm going to read it or listen to it eventually, but I can't hold off on consuming content because Eli is going to be on the Followers of the Force podcast talking about that, and yeah. so. Yes, he is. That sweet baby boy. So many podcasts uh, you should follow. Uh, none, uh, and, and none less than our lovely friends here, Force Losers. Uh, um, Brad, do you all have any uh, content recently out or coming soon you want um, to talk about? You and Kev Mud Wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have. I would win that. Oh, for sure. He, he could lift me, but I could throw him. Exactly. You were a mountain. You know where his tickle yeah. spots are. That too. <laughs> that too. I know it entices him. Um, Go for the middies. Yeah. We didn't even talk about shirtless mall much, darn it. Hot. That's all you need that, to know. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Anyway. He is hot and burning. <laughs> Let the man talk. Um, no, so I think, oh God, what what is the last episode we did? I want to say we did the, uh, we, we did a review of Halo, the TV series. Nice. Finally, half, months after that came out. I haven't even finished it, so you're you're ahead episode. of us. <sighs> we watch. Was it just the first episode? Yep. What? Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't because of anything against the show. I. It no, was just fine. like yeah. the way life was set up. Mm -hmm. And then um, I started yeah. watching Stranger Things. And... Yeah. It. It was just one of those things. I need to sit down and do well, it. Uh, when you watch all the episodes, give give the Force Losers a lot a listen. I will. I uh, absolutely will. Now I, I have more motivation, so I can listen yeah. to my boys. Yeah, I'm a Halo nerd. That's I'm already signed up for the Halo episode. Oh dang it! I was gonna say that. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's yes. a tease for for down the uh, road. Yes, 
Um, and then I think coming up, we're going to finally review um, Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Nice. Great oh, movie. Good movie. Oh, God. <laughs> they are making all the right choices. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I look forward to getting that that DVD, like physical copy, so I can lick it and just stick it to my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what I do with things that I love. Fair. I, the cat won't stick. <laughs> Go figure. There's some Velcro you could probably try out. Uh, they would be so happy about that. <laughs> um, well, good. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. that gives me more motivation to finish Halo. I've been, I've been meaning to, um, and just not not been able to make it. Um, it happens. I need. I just need to kick it in, in high gear because, like. I have plenty of time to rewatch The Phantom Menace, obviously. Uh, I needed to devote some of that time to new content. Um, Watch our flag means death with me. I mean, I have adjacently. We haven't sat down for it yet. but I've actually been trying to find that. Where is that? It's on HBO. Mm -hmm. HBO. It's so good. Dude, it is. If I could give a disgustingly wet chef's kiss. <laughs> a disgustingly wet can't, one. Can't wait for Taika's uh, Star Wars to see who he'll piss it's off with his progressive <laughs> uh, Just going to be our space politics. Space. <laughs> Jesus. He's going to kiss okay with so that. many people on the mouth. I'm okay, I'm okay if it's Hondo in space. Uh, mm. Like You know what? I, f- I um, feel like Hondo would be a very good conduit for chaotic energy for Taika. For sure. For sure, if you've got to, if you've got to put a known character in there, he's one of your best choices. Yeah, Hondo. Oh God, that would piss my wife off. <laughs> uh, or Jar Jar, <laughs> the Star Wars story. I'm I'm game for that as well. That would piss off far more people than anything else. Oh, but Ahmed Best would be amazing at it. Um, I yes, and uh, one last one because we we talked around that episode, but we never definitively said. But yes, that is my that favorite is very good. episode. Mm-hmm. For sure of Rebels. Uh, Twilight of the Apprentice uh, mentioned by Brennan here. Um, Oh, I speak. mm, Yeah, I mean. It's definitely up there with that or like the the Mandalorian stuff with Maul. Mm -hmm. Like when he when he takes on uh, Pre Vizsla and um, uh, all the stuff uh, we've mentioned with facing Palpatine and everything. It, it's definitely neck and neck with that for overall. Mm-hmm. But, oh, yeah. uh, you can't go wrong with Maul. If we've established anything in tonight's episode, um, and no, there's much more we could have done. Uh, I shouted out <laughs> Son of Dathomir, um, but uh, that that's a great one. Midis. Star Wars Infinities. Uh, you mentioned that one again. Star Wars, <laughs> um, <laughs> Star Wars uh, Age of Republic has a Maul one-shot issue that's very good. Um, and then also there's also just non-canon stuff that's good. We mentioned Shadow Hunter. Um, there's uh, some Darth Maul comics that are out there as well. Uh, you can't go wrong. Um, and so maybe we've encouraged you to check out Maul more. Uh, maybe we've only furthered uh, your existing passion for the character. Who knows? But we certainly had fun talking oh, yeah. about him. Yeah. Um, and and again, this is something we're doing uh, often now, uh, and every now and then, character study of some of our favorites. So if you want someone in particular on the list, uh, you can let us know on Twitter uh, or Instagram, uh, or on this very episode if you're watching on YouTube. Um, and so yeah, maybe your favorite character will get their own spotlight. Um, 
Hey, John. Yeah. What are we talking about next week? So as I mentioned up top, uh, this has been a week that has prevented me from uh, really putting in yep. even remotely the amount of effort that I did last week. Uh, so uh, nonetheless, we do have a little bit of a tease uh, for our lovely listeners. When the big man was killed, you must have wounded it. Its blood was on the leaves. If it bleeds... We can kill it. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, what are we talking about? We are talking about Predator. Um, oh, have a seat. <laughs> yes. Would you like some pizza? We uh, are going to be spending a lot of time talking about Prey uh, and looking back over the years and how it stacks up to the rest of the franchise. Spoiler alert, it stacks up very high. Um, Boy, is it stacked. But yeah, so it's going to be quite the broadcast. Uh, a lot of testosterone <laughs> from everyone I'm because uh, we're digitally going to recreate the Dylan moment. <laughs> Dylan, as with Dylan, pencils. But yes, so very excited about that. If it's not clear on uh, past episodes, uh, that's a franchise and uh, obviously a character actor I'm uh, particularly fond of. So going to be a great one lots of fun so we hope you'll join us next week hopefully on friday hopefully at 9 p.m hopefully we'll see at this point i'm just taking it day by day my dudes but <laughs> go um, with the flow babe. thank you for joining us thank you to our patrons and uh yeah stay scruffy wait a minute wait a minute you know this is excuse me a damn fine cup of coffee